Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland. Unfortunately, Brandon won't be with us today, but we have a very special guest, Mr. Eddie Robinson, a.k.a. Pete from the Tale of the Midnight Madness. Hi, Eddie. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I don't do any impressions. Um, that's or like, no problem. <laughs> I, I heard from the podcast before that he does great ones, but it's not. Yeah, it's not me like that. So, no, hey, you're good. What's you're going good. on? Cool. Hey, everybody. Are you, how are you doing? Are you you healthy? I hope you're yeah. healthy. Yeah, thanks for asking. Crazy. It has been wild. Um, I've been in the house, and uh, yeah, we're doing pretty well here, so I uh, hope everybody else is doing well, too. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear it. You are one of our very favorite characters. I mean, you're not a character, but you know, <laughs> you portrayed Pete Hi, so well Thank in Midnight you. Madness. You were Thanks. you are our top favorite character in season two for sure. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. There's been moments both in the show that we do, and then on uh, social media we do live watch parties too. And mm-hmm. there's been plenty of times where I'm like, man, I want to be friends with Pete. <laughs> 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 like, you would be the you're the coolest guy. <laughs> He likes movies. I mean, yeah. you know, he was, he was so chipper and happy and he just seems like he would be the coolest person to be best buddies with. Proactive, really wanted yeah. to get, you know, to save important things to him. Yeah, this is the kind of guy that I would hang out with, too. Oh, he's He was so cool. So cool. <laughs> so are you much like Pete? Um, Yeah, I'm proactive. Okay, I cool. believe in things. you would save the rialto i would save the rialto definitely yeah i mean (laughs) you know i i i was watching the episode earlier just to to catch up on it and 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 uh you know be able to talk about it and be completely aware of everything that that took place with it because it was a while ago and it was great to relive all the stuff that uh that that i saw on it and it was just uh, pretty cool to see you know a character like that that really does care about something and then also I'm obsessed yeah. with you know vampires and stuff like that personally also so um, so that so that's why that. I was yeah that was exactly that, that's especially why I'm so excited to do, get a chance to do the episode uh, because of my own personal interest in that um, in the horror genre as far as like vampire stories and stuff like that's concerned. Awesome, I have yeah. I definitely have a, a couple of questions for you on everything. Pretty much, I asked our Instagram fans for some questions too, so they have a couple for awesome. me as well. So yeah, cool, everybody thanks. loves you. I'm super excited uh-huh. for this. Thank you. Me too. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this, first of all. Like, I really, truly appreciate it. Sure thing. I would say any time, but I'm like, I only have one episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I really, you know, like, there's anytime. a lot of characters. A lot of characters in the show, like, return for other episodes. I really wish yeah. you would have been one of them. It would have been awesome. But, you know, Dr. D- Dr. Vink was, I was oh. throughout, you know, throughout the, the series, I guess. So, you know. Yeah. I didn't realize until I was coming on to the show that that he was such a, a through line for so many different stories. So, yeah. Dr. Vink is great in this episode. I think he's my yeah. favorite Vink in the series. But, mm-hmm. like, I mean, this episode wouldn't be the same without you. And I think everybody could agree with that. Thank you. It was a lot of fun to do. It was a, a totally new uh, filming experience for me. I had been working for a while, but... It was um, definitely a different experience. It was one of my first shows. I think it was my only show uh, out of the country, uh, out of the oh. well, out of the out of the states, really, because we shot in Canada. And, okay, um, I was yeah, going to yeah. yeah, we shot in Montreal, and um, awesome. Just, it was just super fun. Well, that's that's cool. Um, if you if you don't mind, I have a couple of questions for you. Definitely. First of all, what made you want to get into acting? I 
started acting long before this. My, my dad was in the, in the military, and we were mm-hmm. living uh, just uh, – we I guess we were living – maybe we were living in North Carolina. We were about to move to Washington, D.C., and we had family friends that were all interested in the arts. And they said, oh, well, when you um, move to D.C., uh, maybe you'll consider uh, trying to get into performing more. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. And from that, I started, I joined uh, a repertory company for kids called Playmakers Repertory Company and learned a lot about what they, they wanted to call it being a triple threat, acting, singing, dancing, stuff like that. So yeah. from that, um, I ended up doing some uh, theater work in D.C. as as a starting point. And from that, uh, I was lucky enough to have someone um, suggests that I start going up to New York for auditions. Uh, I think oh, her name was okay. like Marilyn Henry. Um, and another woman, Marilyn Sokol, was a, another woman that was in a play with me. Um, and they were just nice enough to support me and helping me to get start going up to New York for auditions. And that's how I began doing it. I've always loved performing and uh, and and being a part of storytelling. So, um, so yeah, so that's how it really began. Pretty much, and then I started that's going awesome. up for auditions, and I just ended up, you know, booking some stuff. So that's what happened. Were you in any uh, commercials or anything like that first? I didn't do any commercials really. I did um, probably like um, I did more. I did more stuff like uh, like television series. Uh, I did. I was on the Cosby mm-hmm. Show when I was young. That was probably like the biggest, like the first booking that I that I did like er, like early was like the Cosby Show. Uh, that's everybody amazing. at school, yeah, everybody at school was going crazy. That was that was the coolest thing because. Um, <laughs> Because everybody at school was like, uh, so when you're not, so when you're not, you know, here and you're going to New York for auditions, you're not, you know, just, just saying you are. So I had that was actually an, a, a receipt. So, <laughs> so there it was, and uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I started doing that, um, and then I think um, then that I did a soap opera uh, called Swans Crossing, okay. and that ultimately led me to being able to become a part of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I had no idea that Swans Crossing was a thing. Apparently, mm-hmm. it has Sarah Michelle Gellar in it too, right? Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it. That's pretty. Mira awesome. Sorvino, Mira Sorvino's in it. Uh, Brittany Daniel, a lot of very successful um, and and really cool, cool people that it was great to work with. I did try to look up uh, a little bit of Swans Crossing because, like mm-hmm. I said, I didn't know anything about it until like Friday. Yeah. So uh, I YouTubed it and um, I listened to the uh, um, intro song, and in it you play the drums. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you actually play the drums, or was that just like? You know, I do play the drums. Uh, the really? reason why, uh, yeah, uh, the reason why um, I ended up playing the drums on in the opening is because I happened to mention that I took jazz drumming in high uh, in elementary school. Um, okay. uh, so I would, uh, so it's like, oh, we'll remember that. And the next thing you know, I'm playing the drums on, uh, you know, on the intro. <laughs> so I don't think it was supposed to happen until until that. But maybe it, maybe it would have. But it, you know, I was able to at least imitate it a little bit. I was. I'm really proud of the the rim shot at the end where I actually hit the rim shot. Nobody else notices this, but I do. It's because I heard it and I hit it because I knew that that's where it belonged so yeah anyway <laughs> oh, that's awesome <laughs> i will for sure be checking that show out i don't know if we're gonna do a podcast on it but cool i have some I'm other friends that um cool yeah i mean like this it's it's a fun show there's like 60 hours of it so or no not 60 hours 30 hours of it because there's half an hour episode half an hour episodes i think there's like 60 episodes but um they're fun was it only like a one season thing? Yeah, um, it was. Um, the, I think it was. It was. It was in the summer. We shot for it over a summer, and uh, the summer. I think it was the summer before I went into high school, 
And uh, yeah, we filmed it uh, in Queens uh, in Kaufman Astoria Studios, where I actually did where I actually filmed my episode that that I was in of the Cosby Show. And um, oh, okay. so yeah, so we shot we shot there, and uh, I ended up going to high school my first my freshman year of high school. Uh, the first sem- like the first semester, I ended up going to uh, school in New York because I wanted to stay for a little bit and hang out in New York City. And my mom and dad let me. That's awesome. So your parents were yeah. like. Supportive of everything. Extremely supportive. Yeah, my uh, my mom actually, of course, went with me to shoot the the episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark in Canada. So, yeah, um, they they were just I, they're awesome even to this day. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a rarity right now. I mean, like to allow me to just pursue something that's totally it was I think it was completely foreign to. Even to me, I mean, it was just it was just something new to navigate and just to uh, just to take a risk and um, let me express myself like that and go for it. And also, you know, of course, the financial investment of mm-hmm. and, and the trust in letting me, you know, go up to New York City, sometimes on my own as I got older and things like that. They were just uh, it's 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 amazing. And I'm really, really thankful because it, it's gotten me, you know. It's gotten me here talking with you, and it's also gotten me, you know, no, it's true, but it's all, and it's also, and it's also gotten me to a, feel the freedom of being able to express myself and and to take risks and do the things that I'd love to do. So, you know, it was, yeah. it was encouraging. I couldn't be more happy that you had that opportunity as a kid because, I mean, you made something, you made things that were really special. A lot of kids grew up loving this. I would say, like, The Tale of Midnight Madness is one of those episodes that are, is just universally loved, you know, so you, you made a lot of people happy, and it was awesome. Thank you. You know, I oddly enough, a couple of years ago, I saw that uh, in L.A. there was a um, a screening of Tale of the Midnight Madness at a silent movie theater in uh, on Fairfax, I think it was. I learned about it after, but I would have loved to have attended because, you know, I love, I mean, not only that, I mean, even if I wasn't in this episode, I would have been a fan because, uh, because I, you know, I, I grew up watching, uh, you know, a lot of Nickelodeon shows anyway because of SNCC and um, uh, all those things. And, um, you know, just something that I that I really enjoy myself as just a person that's, you know, a a person that that would have been a fan otherwise. So, yeah, I I love that. I love the series. I was going to ask a lot of people were wondering from our Instagram, uh, Pixie Pruitt in particular, wanted to know if you were an Are You Afraid of the Dark fan beforehand. I was definitely a fan before I, I was lucky enough to get on the show uh, because that's what I grew up watching. You know, um, yeah. uh, Saturday Night on Nickelodeon was something that it was a real thing. Kind of like, I mean, I don't. it's not around the same time, but kind of like what TGIF would have been on other channels, I guess, from, in oh, some yeah. years. Yeah, like Boy Meets um, World and all that stuff. Totally. Um, and that's that's what it was. It was, like, it was. it was a series of shows that catered to what felt like people that were like that were like me you know and and that 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 loved loved uh shows that that were about uh seeing our life as as kids um seeing seeing our seeing our life as kids uh in a more fantastical way and also um in ways that you know that intrigued our imagination so yeah i mean saying that saying that now as you know as a 40 something year old it sounds like yeah all that but yeah it was just cool and i was about it (laughs) <laughs> I, dude, I mean, I remember being, you know, like five years old and staying up and watching Are You Afraid of the Dark before going to bed and yeah. watching, you know, Ren and Stimpy and mm-hmm. Roundhouse and Welcome Fred, like all those shows. All those you know, things. It's, it's a big part of a lot of people's lives, especially, you know, the millennial generation. And 
What was Everybody that show? Yeah, and then there was um, the show with all the kids. What am I? Why am I blanking on the name right now? With the slime. Oh, uh, you can't do this on television. Yeah, that, that was yeah. one of my favorites too. So yeah, I was a I, I that whole world was my everything. So it was, <laughs> so it was so kind of like when Pete goes into the screen and becomes a part oh. of the movie. Yeah, that's. That's what it felt like to me to be able to do these things. It's almost like stepping into the world that I liked so much and being able to be a part of it um, and having a totally different perspective um, and also still being a, a, a complete fan because I can't believe I had a chance to be to walk into the screen and do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Talking about that, too, like that effect, it still holds up today. Like, yeah, it still looks really good. I saw it. I saw it uh, recently today, when, um, and 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 getting ready to talk with you, and yeah, it totally does. And it was done really simply. I just stepped over the, um, I guess not. I don't think it's called the proscenium, but like there was like the bottom part of the screen is what I stepped over, and it was completely. Uh, they just did every. They just put everything else in, but I just stepped over that um over that thing, and it was fine. It was, it was yeah. yeah. I love that effect. Like that was our favorite effect from the season two, and. Season two had a lot of good effects. For Are You Afraid of the Dark, you can really tell that the directors and everybody involved just had such a fun, good time with it. So they yeah. get whatever they wanted, and it looked awesome. Definitely. And and the stories are so sophisticatedly told and well done, and I think it really speaks to a really, really amazing time in uh, in television creation for, for kids. Totally. The co-worker that you had, Kate, um, mm-hmm. Melanie Weisenthal. I seen that she wasn't in anything else. I, you know, I looked her up today too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. It was just kind of dis- like I mean, I want to say disappointing because I mean, people mm-hmm. could do whatever they want, but like, I thought she was. She great was in wonderful this in this episode. Yeah, I, I, I mean, she was, and she was wonderful. And I think that for for me, like you know, I wanted to continue to pursue it as a kid and keep going for it. You know, and you know, sometimes uh, people are uh, they find out that they they're drawn into different directions and want to follow mm-hmm. other other dreams and. Uh, it's most likely probably what happened. I would imagine. Yeah, I I could see that for sure. Totally. I was gonna say though, like, did, was there was there anybody else that you kept in touch with from the show? Um, my mom and I, when we went to do the actual episode, we were out of the country, so it wasn't as if we could have a chance to keep in touch oh. with everyone. So this was definitely an experience of. My mom had never been out of the country before. I think at that time, uh, so for us it was kind of like a, a, an exper- like a just a, a whole family type of experience. You guys seen the bag milk, and you were like, "What the hell?" Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was just it was it was it was wild to be uh, to, to be in a in, in another in another another place. And keeping in touch with people, no, unfortunately, we haven't been able to. I mean, if anybody from the show wants to hit me up on Instagram <laughs> or on social media, let me know. So, but yeah, well, that's, that yeah. makes sense, honestly. Totally. Uh, how did you get into Are You Afraid of the Dark then? If if that had been like your first adventure into Canada, that was my second time in Canada. I think because I had, um, I think that I had done some like a, a performance with a theater troupe or a perform my, that Playmakers Repertory Company that I spoke about earlier. I think that we had done a performance in Canada before then. So that was my personal, uh, my personally my second time uh, in uh, in the country. Yeah, how did you get into Are You Afraid of the Dark like in the first place? Because like you, you'd been in New York, and then and that was all the way in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Did somebody get in touch with you, or did you like reach out to be like, "Hey, put me in this show"? The way that it happened, uh, that I became a part of "Are You Afraid of the Dark," was because I was on a show called Swans Crossing, uh, 
And that show uh, had one of the same producers as Are You Afraid of the Dark, Ned Kendall. I had just finished okay. uh, a season, of, well, the, the, one, the only season of Swan's Crossing, and <laughs> he, uh, he asked me if I would like to submit a tape to audition for Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I had, of course, been watching because I, you know, it was on our television at home all the time for me. So uh, I said, absolutely. We, and of course, unlike today, when no one had readily available recording equipment, we went to one of my friends. Oddly enough, one of the friends that told me, um, a family friend who encouraged me to actually get involved with performance and acting and all that other type of stuff, the same person, they had ended up moving to Washington or their, like thereabouts, and they ended up recording me um, and, uh, and reading the lines for me off camera so that for the tape that I sent in. And I did. And okay. they were nice enough. Ned was nice enough. The casting directors were nice enough. Um, uh, everybody was nice enough to say, hey, uh, here's a ticket. Come up here and uh, let's uh, shoot a show. So it was cool. It was definitely awesome. Did you do like a scene from the episode itself? or I did. Yeah, I think they sent me the entire script, actually, um, which oh, I think okay. which which is usual, which is a rarity most of the time. Uh, but uh, they sent me the entire script and I did a couple of scenes. That, that they selected, I think that's a, that's how it happened, and I sent them up, uh, sent them over, mailed them, and mm-hmm. I got a phone call a couple of days later, I guess from my manager saying, uh, "Congratulations!" So I was really that's happy. That's awesome. Yeah, Man, I'm so glad that happened. <laughs> that's awesome. Me too. Me too. Because it's it's yeah, it's looking at, looking at the episode now. I I really do. I mean, not because I was in it, but because just looking at it and and how and how well done it how well done it is from a uh, you know just from a creative standpoint to be able yeah. to be a part of that is is super cool i can easily say that it's a lot of people's favorite episodes i mean it's this one that makes me really happy dark music it's i don't know a lot of people seem to like dangerous soup <laughs> <laughs> i think it holds up i think it hold, i think it holds up i mean the nosferatu portion of it i mean that's a, i mean obviously of course that's a classic classic movie um it's, it comes from classic movies uh right, yeah. so just to see to see that element incorporated into a show that's meant for you know kids at the time makes makes me realize now how sophisticated it was um in general it's so true yes a lot of people on instagram um every day is halloween mike ceruzzi uh james and chef raz they all wanted to know what was it like working with aaron tagger one of the main things i remember about him was that i think that this episode was one of his either it was one of his first jobs as an actor back after taking a break or okay. or it was something similar to that in that we were talking about that at one of the, at one of, in one of the very first times that I actually met or even spoke with him and he was talking about how how important it was to remember in performance and in acting and stuff like that just like you know in his career that you can always come back to it because of the passion and the, and the love I would distinctly remember him saying that because I think that he had taken a break at, for a while for uh, for whatever reason um, and decided that that's, this is what he really, really loved and what he wanted to come back and do. And I and obviously, I, I took a look at his IMDb page. He went on yeah. after this to do many, 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 many things. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I just remember um, him sharing some really great knowledge that obviously, of course, I remember to this day. That's wonderful. And it was great to work yeah. with. So he wasn't a nutbag then? No. Not online. Not, was he? Was I don't think he was a nutbag. In, I mean, he was a nutbag on camera, I guess. But I, yeah, he. No, I. I remember. I remember. I remember that. Uh, that. Uh, that. That. That he shared with me the most uh, from him. Okay, I like that. That's. Beautiful. I thought he was very generous. Yeah. 
he seems like he'd be a really cool guy to work with. He was. Or, it was a lot of fun. You know, he's no longer with us. But yeah, I know. Yeah, I re- and I do remember reading about that. Uh, did he pass away last year? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was in February of nineteen. Yeah, I re- I re- and I I just happened to come across reading that, um, and yeah, it was it was very um, very sad sad to hear. Uh, but what a yeah. wonderful, obviously, you know, especially having ha- had uh, such an impact on 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 television, uh, you know, it's it's great that you know we can still uh, bring him to life here today and talk about yeah. him. Yeah, a lot of people definitely remember Vink and Sardo and Zebo the yeah. Clown. <laughs> That's what everybody right. remembers. <laughs> I don't. I'm not as familiar with Sardo and um, the Clown. I I I right. do know about Doctor Vink a lot because only only because I had done you know the episode. But yeah, those, those are like the three main main ones that were recurring as uh, as character as characters throughout the series. Pretty much, yeah. Zebo's yeah. been mentioned in every season, and then you know Vink. Uh, Brandon and I have just gotten into season five, and unfortunately, he's not in. The rest of the series, but Sardo makes appearances throughout seasons six, seven, and and five. These episodes look great too. On uh, on I I saw, I saw one on YouTube, uh, and they look they, they look great. I mean, almost like they've been restored and they're all pristine. It's cool. Yeah, that's. I don't have the money to pay for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> this one was one ninety nine for me, so I splurged <laughs> because I wasn't going to be embarrassed I've... on this podcast today. <laughs> For a long time, I was using Daily Motion because they were free, but the quality yeah. is so bad. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, we've been watching. Um, so some of my friends and I uh, have been watching uh, episodes of Swans Crossing together and in in, uh, in quarantine, basically on Zoom. <laughs> and so we've been watching, you know, variously uh, like like the, like the the quality level of the actual what do you call it? Like the like the videotape that the transfers. Yeah, we've been watching. Yeah, some some of them are very grainy. Some of them look great. Some of them are you know. Uh, what do you call it? Redone. So yeah, we're what channel looking was at Swans like Crossing that. on? Swans Crossing was actually um, syndicated, so it was on okay. multiple channels, and um, now it's on. I think Tubi on. It's an app called Tubi. Also, it's on Pluto TV. It's on. It's on mm-hmm. YouTube. Yeah, I think most of the episodes are on YouTube. I will promise I will check that out. <laughs> check them out. They're fun. I, I've okay. just gotten back into it. <laughs> so, was there anything special that you had to do to get in character for Pete? Anything special? Um, I think that I just had an opportunity to be myself, really. I mean, when you think about it, a lot of the things that I've been cast in are very similar to who I am in ways, um, even though it's also fun to to break out of that and to be someone completely different. But, you know, even in looking at this character, you had asked me earlier, how similar am I to him? Um, yeah. You know, he loves movies. I went, ended up going to film school. I love a good vampire movie. Um, the Lost Boys is one of my favorites. Oh, um, I showed that know, to my wife not too long ago. She loved it. One of my f- absolute favorites. And uh, yeah, so th- that kind of stuff resonates with me. So it was, and you know, and the fact that he was out there trying to trying to save something that he loves. So yeah, uh, a lot of that stuff applies to me also. So awesome. that's uh, yeah. So it was just pretty much. Pretty much me getting a chance to emphasize those aspects of myself on camera and try to, you know, just uh, have a good time and, and also just have fun. Yeah. So what was your favorite memory from filming the episode? My favorite memory from filming the episode was actually having a chance to step over into the screen and 
you know, battle Nosferatu myself. That's that was pretty great. That effect, I think, is super cool. It holds up today, like you it said. Does. Yeah. And and it's uh and it's and it's a great story. It's I feel like it's really really fun storytelling, and I'm excited watching it. You know, because it's looking at it now, it's almost like looking at a different person. Um, so I have I have a little bit of a remove from it, and I get a chance yeah. to look at it as a as a as a person that just likes watching shows. Um, and so, in that sense, I think that that's probably one of my favorite memories, and it's also something that's really fun to see now. Um, my other favorite memory is you know creating a family memory, going going to this uh, another place with my mom, uh, you know having this experience that that was totally different to, to both of us and being able to have something that even today I get a chance to talk about uh, and, and remember uh, in, in ways that, um, that are really positive and fun to think about. And it's, it's, it's just super fun to, 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 to remember how it happened, the things that were going on in my life then, what a triumph it felt like to me to be able to accomplish something that was really truly a dream of mine. Uh, as yeah. a kid, to be able to to be able to be a part of those types of things, I think that that's probably the, the major highlight for me is um, just to look back and say, "Hey, you know that those are the kind of things that I really wanted to do, and I had a chance to uh, to have that opportunity too." I mean, like I said, you're in one of the most recognized episodes of the whole series too. So I had no idea that that it's <laughs> um, that, that 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 it's one of the. You're telling me this now, and it's it, that's great news to me. I have that that yeah. it's great news to me. I mean, this Thank is you. frequently on people's like top three. Really, I mean, it's definitely on mine. Yeah, I that is. I mean, I, I can't tell you. I, I really can't tell you how much that means to me. I'm really, really hearing that makes me so, <laughs> so happy. Did you end up watching Nosferatu beforehand, or have you seen Nosferatu? I hadn't watched Nosferatu beforehand, but I, I think I'd known of Nosferatu simply because of the stuff I mean I you know I actually I totally had to have known because you know Dracula I was reading I was reading stuff like Interview with the Vampire um mm-hmm. those kind of things like throughout my throughout my teenage years I was interested in um in the vampire genre uh so I had previous awareness of um in some ways so I probably wasn't I probably hadn't read Interview with the Vampire by then but um but <laughs> oh cuz I I don't I forget exactly how old I was in 93 at this point but um <laughs> but yeah uh but but I was but I was a fan but I you know I I was I was a fan of of the genre um subsequently like you know I started you know seeing you know other films about it but I, I had an interest and I was definitely aware of Nosferatu I think everybody's just born knowing about Nosferatu somehow it feels like it yeah it does, I mean it's like you know it's yeah I feel like we just grow up grow up knowing did you get to work much with uh Christopher Heyerdahl who played Nosferatu he ended up going on to play um in like the Twilight movie he's been in a lot of stuff but he was a vampire in the Twilight movies too, which is amazing. Yeah, I um, well, you know, I remember getting like, I remember sitting there watching him get his makeup done. <laughs> so oh, that was so cool. Yeah, it was cool. I, so that was fun. I just, you know, to be honest, in working and working with everyone that was there. Obviously, when you're working with kids, you there's there's a certain level of uh, school that you have. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain level of you're, you have an opportunity to learn from everyone that you're around. Um, people and there's people uh, that that want to teach you about the work that you're doing and stuff like that. And I think that that's what I remember from Doctor Vink, from everyone that was involved in it, is that they they really were supportive of the younger people that were performers also. 
and it, and it didn't and it felt like not only were we equals but we were also um people that they were willing to share knowledge with so that if we did decide to pursue performance in the future or anything like that there's something that we could always remember from them so that's that's what i remember that's awesome because a lot of times stuff can be really competitive and, and people don't like to share and I'm really glad that that wasn't that didn't happen to you. <laughs> no, it it didn't. You know, it didn't happen to me. And I and I don't recall when I was on Swans Crossing. It was the same thing. We had great directors that would you know let me actually sit in the booth and watch them direct that kind of thing. I like that's cool. Yeah, Ned Candle wrote my uh, uh, recommendation for college. That's the kind of support we, that wow. that I was that I was lucky enough to be around. And I think that that shows. The um, particularly because um, Ned Candle was involved in Swans Crossing and in uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Of course, that's the vi- that was the vibe, you know. Yeah, amazing. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I really like that. It's really nice. It was really. I was. I mean, I don't take. It, I definitely don't take it for granted. I mean, like I said, I ended up going to film school. It, you know, I'm using that knowledge to this day. So the the stuff that I learned from 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 them, uh, I've been able to transform into a life of my own. So, well, when you start your podcast, let me know, and I will help you every step of the way. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you're helping me learn about this one because I had no idea about this stuff. Hopefully, when I send you this MP3, it's going to work. <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be all right. So, Eddie Pixie Pruitt on Instagram wants to know: Do you have a favorite classic horror movie? Hey, Pixie Pruitt. My favorite class. I mean, what do we consider a classic these days? I mean, what's a classic? Um, I would say like two thousands and less, maybe two thousands and less. Oh, well, definitely. I would. I mean, uh, I would say my favorite two thousands and earlier horror film has got to be The Lost Boys. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. That's to this day. It's so you good. know. I mean, the, the the shot of the water at the beginning, it totally gives you the vibe of what this is about. I went to Santa Cruz and took my photo on the carousel because of that film, because I love it. Yeah. So there's I mean, if there's n- there would never be a doubt that that's probably my probably my favorite movie in general. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I, have, I have other movies that I love, love, you know, like and stuff and, and stuff in different genres that that talk about different things. But when it comes yeah. to if you want to talk about like a favorite movie that you just want that you could pop on right now and just have a great time watching uh, and just be in that world, it's probably always going to be Lost Boys for me. I like Lost Boys. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, it's totally. Fun. Yeah. I even bought the book when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> did you did you yeah. see the sequels? <laughs> No, I didn't see the sequels. <laughs> yeah, you might not want to. I didn't Although see the sequels. Although I think sequels. Tom Savini's in it. Oh, really? I think he might be in Lost Girls. I don't remember. I didn't see Lost. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I love that one. I also, um, I love and I love reading the interview with the vampire books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I love an Anne Rice moment. Um, stuff like that. I mean, I, that kind of stuff is, uh, you know, it's the stuff that I that I really like. So that's why it's fun to be a part of, you know, the vampire horror, yep. in a way, genre move, genre of uh, storytelling uh, like this yep. for me. So This yeah. was like a lot of kids' introduction to vampires besides, you know, the vampire episode in season one. But like yeah. Nosferatu is oh. a different brand of vampire. So you were, yeah. you were the introduction to a lot of kids' is Nosferatu. Isn't Nosferatu like the OG? O- I think OV? he is. I've never the seen OV? it. But, I mean, he was in the silent film. Era. Yeah, the original vampire. <laughs> he's pretty creepy one of them anyway yeah yeah definitely those nails those fingers yeah exactly yeah. 
Pete showed a lot of passion for the Rialto in this episode. Mm-hmm. What would you say you're passionate about in real life? What am I passionate about in real life? That's a great question. Um, I, I'm passionate about, is this going to sound cheesy? I'm passionate about helping people and being as authentic as possible and being able to be myself so that others can be also. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about authenticity. I, I, I really, really um, want to make space for everyone to feel like they can be who they are. And, you know, that that's something that all of us should try to do, I think. And that's a part of I think that's a part of my job as a human being. So I'm passionate about I'm passionate about that. I love music. I'm passionate about, um, you know, uh, taking care of my friends and, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, just being unapologetic about being an individual yeah i love it maybe that i seen that you were in a band called swivel Is that oh cool? my god yeah my friend taiwo and i when we were growing, you know I just, I, around the time that i was doing swans crossing and uh doing are you afraid of the dark and all that stuff i saved up enough money from the shows that i was doing to buy my first guitar and ah, so, so that's you don't play the drums i play the drums i don't have a drum set i mean the, i'm sure everybody else is probably happy that i don't right now <laughs> but <laughs> i don't have a drum set but i do have guitars uh and i play drums you know i have played drums in bands um even up until like through my, my my early 20s and things like that even in a, even in los angeles and uh those like you know i that that kind of stuff like really is an, another major major love of mine and i think it's it it's the, it gives me an opportunity also to you know express myself so my friend taiwo and i that i grew up with he taught me how to play guitar actually and we ended up learning how to record music together and he ended up going to berkeley and he's just a really really great creative person that i've been able to collaborate with even um even to this day so um yeah so we run a band together and we shot some music videos and stuff and then i ended up <laughs> recording some stuff I, I mean talk about memories and then <laughs> you know and then looking back on that now too i mean maybe i don't know let's move on <laughs> i'm happy with what we recorded <laughs> i'm proud of it and and you know what i but i'm but i'm most proud of the of, of the evolution and how i continue to evolve as a musician let's say that yeah okay. i like um, Unfortunately, yeah. Brandon and I never got to make music, so we decided oh, no. to do a podcast instead. You know what? <laughs> I think you guys are doing a great, amazing job, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I honestly like. I mean, and listening to it myself, I, I just really enjoyed listening to it, and also um, you can hear the friendship in your voices. You know what I mean? And that's and that's the kind of relationship that Tabo and I have too, um, and that's what I'm most proud of. So um, yeah, and and now I'm you know I have other stuff that that I've done music wise and stuff that I that I love doing too, and it's um and it's fun to you know, get a chance to really dive in on that and, and, and collaborate with Taiwo and also others like my friend Marcos, who has been very, very instrumental in really um, helping to actualize the music um, in the ways that I, that I hear it. Um, So I've been writing stuff and playing music and, and, you know, doing all those types of things. And those are things that I want to continue to do. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Where can people find you on you know, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else that you're at. Talk about whatever you'd like. I don't mind anything you want to promote or anything like that. No, I want to promote. Uh, let me see. I mean, I'm on Instagram uh, as Eddie Tyklis on Instagram and Twitter and all those things. I need to be more active on it, and I really need to uh, 
anybody can message me on that and of course I'll reply I'd appreciate it and I, I love chatting with people uh, I also have um, I, yeah well, I, well yeah I mentioned I, I'm on Twitter I'm on Instagram as Eddie Tykless. Um I'm also on um, I, I do the local news for West Hollywood on uh, social media uh, which is okay. um, so you can find me there also and um, yeah uh, just hanging out living life chilling happy awesome. to talk yeah Available to talk with anybody that wants to chat. So, yeah, let me know. You have, like, the coolest middle name, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. You know, I'm the fourth, actually. Um, Eddie Tyclus yeah, Robinson, I was going to say, fourth. is that a family name? It's a family name. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. Thank you. It's kind of funny to, uh, you know, uh, and sometimes people get it right on the first try when they pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's fun. I know exactly how that goes. <laughs> I'll never be able to go to Disney World and, and find a Cortland name tag. Never. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm – the only Eddie Tykeless, uh like merch that I'm going to find is mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, no, well, we're originals. Well, I sincerely appreciate you spending some time with me talking about the past. Thank great. you so much. This has been such a joy. I, I, I really had a great time talking to you. You sound like such a cool guy. And, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm not, and but – <laughs> well, I mean, well, if that's the case, neither am I then, because I mean, you know, but yeah, so yeah, it's, it, no, it's, it's, it's been great, great, great talking to you. Thank you so much for, um, yeah. for, uh, checking in with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, maybe we can, you know, do this again sometime. Maybe Brandon can cho- join us in from Australia. You know, that would be awesome. And hi to Brandon. Sorry. We didn't have a chance to chat today. Well, thank you so much again, man. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you so much again. For I appreciate sure. it. And thanks, everybody, for watching the episode as well and, and, and for embracing it so much. That really that's – that's something that I can – I will never be able to express how much that means to me. Thank you. Well, I think that's all we got today. I've been up all night. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>